Hello everyone! Welcome back to Chetty Ranga, or welcome if you're new. I am your host, Chetty, and I am really excited for this episode. Um, so, yeah, so just a quick note. Last time I was filming or recording, I was in my boyfriend's basement using his dad's mic. Um, so I think that's why the quality was really good audio quality now i am in um my room well actually my boyfriend's room because my roommate is still sleeping and i am using my sweet mate's mic so i think the quality the audio quality is going to be good but there might you might hear my sweet mates in the background or something also because this microphone is supposed to be clamped to a desk but this desk has like really i guess wide like desk like it goes down a lot the length i guess so i can't clamp it so i'm holding it with my head so if you hear other wrestling i'm sorry i'll try to not do that <laughs> um okay so first of all um thank you so much for your feedback for the last episode a lot of you um texted me and said that you really enjoyed it and that really made me happy and some of you have given me questions and feedback and I would love to answer them now. I think if you ever want to have um, give me questions about what I said or anything else or give me feedback or things you want me to say, I would be so happy because I'm doing this podcast for you guys and I would like you to have input as well. So one of the questions from one of the listeners was that when they are trying to fall asleep at night, they keep thinking about their schedule and it keeps them up at night. So, and they ask like, what should I do? So I think this is a very good question. This happens to everyone, I'm sure at some point. It happens to me a lot. I actually had a recent experience very similar to this. Like you asked me this and then I almost had it like the day or two after, like basically the same thing, which is kind of weird. But basically, I signed up to be a graphic designer of this club, garden club, and this is really fun. Like those, the people who are in it are very nice, and some of my other friends are in it. And I would like to learn the program that they use for the software called Canva. So I did that, and then I, even though I knew that would make me busier, and then a few days after I signed up. I got the, I just like was thinking, oh my gosh, now I am busy like every day of the week. Some of my clubs are overlapping. I won't have time to do all this other like stuff. Like some of the times that like once a semester, some of the guest speakers or any other events, now I won't have as much time for those things or to do homework or just to relax. So I got really stressed about it. And even last night, I'm still stressed about it. And so this is kind of, I mean, I don't know if I regret doing it because it will be fun. I'll play. But I mean, I was just thinking about it so often. So what helped me the first time was, well, I was thinking about like, oh my gosh, I could talk about this in my podcast. So instead of a lot, instead of my advice for you is that a lot of people, um, when you, when anyone at night is thinking of bad thoughts, whether, or not necessarily bad, like regarding your schedule for the next day, but things that are keeping you up at night or that might be anxiety inducing, a lot of people just say like, oh, think of happy thoughts, like think of a fond memory or something you're looking forward to in the future. And although 
that is the good advice. It is so hard to do that. So much easier said than done. So it's just like, because it's so hard to just switch what you're thinking about. And because your brain just wants to fall back on that. So my advice for you, and this is what I did, take what you're already thinking about and switch it into, except instead of going over the same things over and over again in broad strokes, like, okay, like, for example, you're thinking about your schedule for the next day. Instead of thinking over, like, okay, I'm going to um, get breakfast, do this thing, do this thing, have lunch, do this thing, do this thing, have dinner, blah, blah, blah. Um, think of very, very, very detailed, like what you're going to do for breakfast, what you, how are you going to brush your teeth, like go through the motions of brushing your teeth for two minutes, very, very, very detailed, because hopefully that'll make you very tired, because you're like living out a whole day, very detailed in your head, and maybe that'll make you so tired that you'll go to sleep, so it's, because it's very hard to just switch what you're doing in your brain, so if you narrow it down to what you're already thinking about your brain might be having an easier time doing that but you're going to get so tired doing the same thing like living a whole day in your head and your night will be very tiring so hopefully that works and you will be able to fall asleep and also just like besides in the moment like meditating and journaling all the stuff that helps you calm down helps your mind calm down that's also very important um yeah so what i did with that like i was thinking about how i could talk about um my scheduling um I guess worries in my podcast so thinking about what you're like reframing what you're worried about into something that's less worrisome and hopefully will tire you up before bed okay so I hope that works works the next question was someone said that they because I said in my podcast that last episode that sleeping on your side is not good but then a viewer texted me and was like I sleep on my side and I thought that was good and then I looked it up, and I'm sorry, I did give you guys false information. <laughs> Sleeping on your side can be okay, too. I guess it's not for me. I think it's not for me at Tufts because I think my bed is very soft. Like, I have a mattress topper that's very, very, very soft, and I don't think I'm very used to, like, soft beds, so I think that's why it's hard on my neck. Because when I sleep in my boyfriend's room, I don't really feel that same way. Also, I'm going to I'm gonna say his name. His name is Matthew. I don't need to keep saying my boyfriend. Missy and Matthew's name, I meant room. It's not like that. Um, or not as much, really. And so I think if you sleep on your fi- on your side and your body is happy with it, then that's fine. Okay. So, um, another thing that one someone said that someone... Sorry. Another thing a listener of my podcast told me about what they thought, and I think it's a very good... Um, good message that I'm going to relay to you guys is that someone said that an episode in my podcast made them think about this quote from Cormac McCarthy, which is, who is a writer and he, um, yeah, he's a writer. He wrote Old No Country for Old Men, which is pretty popular, so you might have heard of that. And in his new book, well, the viewer said that in his new book he wrote this, but I looked up, he has two new books, I don't know which one, but he said this quote. God does not care about your theology. He cares about your silence. So, this is very true. I feel like even if you don't believe in God, like it's very, very important to be still and silent and not 
I mean, it's important to think about the past and the future. I'm going to get into that in this podcast, but it's also important to just be in the moment and reflect on what you do have and what you're grateful for and just be still and not be so occupied by all the things that's going on in your life or others' lives or social media or all that stuff. Just be still. And that's like so universal. Like so many forms of religion have days of rest. And even if um, religions don't have days of rest, they still have aspects of rest and silence and stillness so it's very important to just be still and grateful so yeah if you want to give me more comments or questions i would love to answer and talk about them um okay and then yeah so getting into today's topic i realize i'm almost at 10 minutes already i guess i talk a lot in this podcast i hope it's interesting for you guys um because i'm having a lot of fun anyway so today's topic I made this up. It's not something I'm talking about from the internet, but it's the three R's of growth. Rejection, rage, regret, and in the middle, I guess four R's, in the middle, reflection. So, I also, it's not like a list, like rejection, rage, regret. I think I'm thinking of like a circle on each side of the, not each side of the circle, there's no sides, but I guess in the three corners and no corners of a circle either but around the circle rejection rage regret and in the, in the middle reflection so it's not like you go in a linear order or you go rejection reflection rage reflection it's like all mixed up like it's all all cattywampus so um i'm gonna share my own experiences with these three emotions i get it's regret i don't know emotion three feelings i guess um and because it's not like a college lecture i'm not just going to be lecturing about these things i'm it's also my podcast so i'm going to share my experiences with it and also lessons i think we can all learn from them um yes and give you general advice too so and i also want to say that rejection regret and rage they're not negative emotions or feelings and reflection is not the positive thing i meant i meant i am not oopsies <laughs> take that back rejection rage and regret are not bad emotions and reflection is not well it is a good emotion but it's not like <laughs> i'm saying there's no such thing as good or bad emotions um rejection rage regret i mean yeah, yeah they're negative but they're not bad like, if you remember from the movie Inside Out, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a, well, it's a kid's movie. I like kid's movies a lot. But anyway, there's this girl named Riley, and she, well, she's a kid, and then she has five emotions in her brain. Um, rage, or I guess anger it's called, sadness, happiness, I guess that's called joy, disgust, and fear. And those are five of the big emotions there's also a sixth one that they didn't include in that movie oh my gosh what's it called oh my gosh what's it called i'm gonna look it up right now they six big emotions sorry guys six big emotions i don't know why they in- they didn't include the surprise okay they didn't include surprise in in the movie anyway so in the movie sadness gets really sad that because joy because it's the first it's riley's first day of school she's not a kindergartner she's like in elementary school but she's always been homeschooled i think so it's her first day of real school and joy is like 
okay, go away, sadness, stay in this little circle, you're not allowed to come out. And sadness gets really upset that she's being disregarded. And so she runs away, sadness runs away, but then Riley also runs away, and she doesn't feel sad about leaving her parents behind. So she just runs away and is like, okay, whatever. And then happiness is like, oh my gosh, we're not, we can't, we can't get Riley back, she's not sad about it. So finally, happiness or joy goes on a mission to bring sadness back, bring sadness back, and um, then Riley feels a sadness about leaving her parents and then comes back. So the moral of the story is all emotions are good emotions in moderation, obviously. So you need rejection, you need rage, you need regret, and you need reflection to grow as people. And I will get into that. Okay, so the first emotion or feeling, I don't know how to call it, rejection. I'm going to go through, sometimes I was rejected because I feel like if I share with you guys times I was rejected, hopefully you will feel a little bit better about the times you were rejected because it's okay to be rejected. Everyone gets rejected, even though it's not talked about a lot because everyone's always like, oh yeah, I got this internship. I got into this school. But like, what about the 10 internships you didn't get? What about the 10 schools you didn't get into? So it's all very important. So... Um, so a, a type of rejection is social rejection. And I, when I was making this podcast, I was going through all the times, not all the times, all the big times I was socially rejected. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of them in there, but I'm sure that happens to everybody. So socially, the first time I got socially rejected, I feel was in grade four. And I think that was the first time I started experience bullying. I think bullying in girls happens around... The puberty age and I mean I wasn't going through puberty in grade four I was going through puberty in grade five so like a little earlier I mean I mean it's not like as soon as you have puberty you get bullied but like it's just like around there so um there I had these friends that I made previously and for some reason in grade four they just started ignoring me like we would still play together but I would just remember distinctly if I approached them at recess they would literally just like run away from me and that made me so sad and Near the end of the year, I was just, me and this one girl, I'm not gonna show her name, I'm just gonna say, I guess, pseudo name, um, we'll just call her Elena, okay, that's not a real person, I don't know anyone named Elena, Elena and I, I think we got into a, a fight at the end of the year, I think we were just like saying about how, I don't even know, but we got into a fight, and then there was a teacher, and I wasn't crying, but Elena was crying. And the teacher, she wasn't my teacher, she was the other teacher of the grade. She, I think she assumed that I was like bullying Elena. And then I, so she was like giving me dirty looks, and I was like, girl, how, why are you giving this nine-year-old dirty looks? But anyway, then me and Elena's teacher sat us down, and we both, real, and she helped us realize that we were both not doing things protective to the friendship. Like, Elena was running away from me. I was probably, I mean, I don't think I was talking about it in the right way. You know, I was nine. I was like, maybe I wasn't, I was like saying like things like, why are you, like, you're blah, 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 blah. I don't remember exactly, but I was, I wasn't bullying her, but I was probably saying things that were not productive. I wasn't saying things that were productive, not probably. Anyway, the teacher helped us 
figure out our feelings because we are both nine. It's very hard to um, display your, or like, it's very hard to show your feelings when you're nine. You don't have the skills to have emotional regulation and to talk about it in a, talk about your emotions and how other people are hurting you in a very mature way. So the teacher helped us do that. And then we became good friends. So in, in grade five, we were all really good friends. So, I mean, this is just kind of the lesson from there is just saying, um, if people, if you need help, if you need help talking to someone, if someone's hurting you, then you can do it. I mean, if you're an adult, I, there maybe it's kind of weird to get another adult in there, but if you want to journal your emotions out beforehand so you know exactly what to say so you get your mind in order that's fine you should do that if you are talking to someone maybe it's someone that you like have to be have to work well with maybe like a coworker or a spouse and you always talk over each other you may i mean this may seem silly but you could you should do it like have a timer and be like i'm going to talk for 2 minutes and then you're going to talk for 2 minutes and we're not going to talk over each other during those 2 minutes like, it may seem silly, but it's fine to have these tools to help us talk to people. So that's my lesson for you guys, rejection socially. And the, that's a part of reflection. Reflect on... I'm going to go to the reflection afterwards. Okay. Okay. Next up. Um, I'm going to skip the grade 6 thing. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to skip grade 7 too. <laughs> okay, grade 11. Excuse me. I don't know if you can hear my voice is kind of scratchy. It was the weirdest thing. Two weeks ago, Sunday night, I was feeling a little bit of a sore throat coming on. So I woke up for class Monday morning, and then I literally, it's a it's Hebrew, so I had to talk in the class. I went to the bathroom, because I didn't want to wake my roommate up, because girl, she sleeps in so late. But, well, I used to sleep in late too, so whatever. Then I went to the bathroom, and I literally said, test, test, hello, test, test. And then I was like, my... Um, my throat hurts. I am not going to class. So I went back, I emailed my teacher, and then I went back to bed. That was the second class I ever missed in university. The first one was because I had to do course selection. So, but I mean, I was taking care of myself. And then by Wednesday, it was fine. But now, two weeks later, I, I have this cough. I don't know. But I feel fine. Before I felt sick, now I feel fine, but I have a cough. Anyway. Okay. So we're going to go to grade 11. The next time I got socially rejected. So there was this girl that we were best friends with. Let's call her Eliza. I don't know anyone named Eliza. And she, we used to be best friends since grade 6. And then actually, no, this was not grade 11. This was grade 10 that we, that she started building me. She, we were on the same hockey team. And then she started, we became close with our, hockey teammates and then she um then we would like go to parties with the hockey people like at each other's houses or something and the hockey people and her liked to drink and not hard drugs soft drugs but I did not like any of those things and my hockey team was fine with it but for some reason this girl who used to be my best friend like would peer pressure me to do these things and I would not do them but she um but 
she just like called me weird and started not inviting me to things and then would text me all these things like no one wants to hang out with you and I'm like girl that's not true and then she like bullied me there was this like anonymous like thing she like sent me mean things on there but I knew it was her because it's anyway I'm not gonna get into it but and then she started only inviting me to things to get like some other advantage so eventually the breaking point was she we were in this like hockey group chat and in the group chat she said oh we're going to meet at the park at this time to like to go to a party afterwards and then she was like half an hour later she's like oh wait no party's off and then I was like okay so it's a Friday night what am I gonna do I'm gonna hang out with my brother instead so I took him to the park and lo and behold they were there so I was like okay so they excluded me on purpose and then when I saw them they were like oh my gosh oh my gosh like so it wasn't an accident accident so I knew that I did not want to be friends with them anymore so but this girl transferred from my school to another school so I just I blocked her and then hockey was over by that time I didn't go back that was part because I didn't want to be with that team who weren't nice to me anymore and part because I was going into grade 11 and had a lot of other commitments and wanted to focus on my other commitments in school and stuff so part of the lesson is here you have to know when to when if you're getting rejected when to just be fine with it so for example in grade four we could have we were friends we became friends again after we fought because there was still like a chance we still liked hanging out for each other the most part we just needed to have that discussion that was needed to be facilitated by a teacher because we were very young but here you know you don't need to always not like you don't need to try to fight the rejection all the time if you're rejected by people who are mean and who belittle you and who don't respect you as a person you should not try to fight to be unrejected because they're not worth your time or you're not worth their time wait what no they're not worth your time yeah so there because there's always other friends out there so that's what i did like in grade 11 i really focused on finding more good friends at school and i did that and i made a awesome group of friends that lasted throughout high school i mean they're still my friends now so lasted towards the present so here's a lesson for the social rejection if you think the friendship is viable meaning you have fun with them they don't belittle you or maybe they do by accident you think and you want to talk to them about it then go ahead but if if every time you're going to hang out with someone you feel scared you feel threatened you feel sad then it's not worth it just spend your time with other people okay so that's social rejection academic now the next really big part of rejection is academic slash professional so i have this thing where i feel like i am (laughs) i feel like kind of shocked when i get rejected from things like this now i'm like and i have to really work on anchoring myself down this is one of my flaws and it's not like i'm so conceited i think i deserve everything but sometimes i get shocked when i think i do and i really need to realize that like i'll just give an example last summer i applied to be a lifeguard and i mean i did my swim i did my practice rescue perfectly i did my interview i don't know perfectly but well very well I'm very, I was very qualified. And when they said that I didn't get the job, I was, I was shocked. 
And, but, you know, I was very sad about it. But then I, um, but then I realized that, you know, there are other people who swim perfectly, who rescue perfectly, who interview very well as well. So I was like, okay. And then I realized that I have to just look for a different job and it'll be okay. So I became a camp counselor and it's so much fun. It's much more fun than I think I would have being a lifeguard. So it turned out for the best. Another thing is I tried to um, get this like club application on campus. And I thought my application was pretty good. And so I was also surprised when I didn't get it. But I realized that that I, you know, I have, I keep realizing other, like, I'm not the only smart, capable, kind person on this campus in this world. So many people are like that. And I, if you, if people don't get something, that doesn't make them any less of a smart, capable, kind person. It just means that this opportunity wasn't for you, even if you think it was, and that there's so many other opportunities. And so, it's just really important to keep working, keep trudging. It might feel very sad, but it's a learning experience nonetheless. Because, I mean, I don't like to say that, like, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Because I feel like if I were to say that, then I wouldn't have to... I mean, I feel like I, that means I wouldn't have to try, like, well, I got a D on this test because everything happens for a reason. Like, no. You, you do have some control over your future, but some things you don't, and some that, even though everything doesn't happen for a reason, there is a reason for everything. So if I didn't get this club or this job or this internship, there's a reason for that, and that will mean I will have a different kind of fun at a different job or a different kind of experience at a different internship. So there's no such thing as, like, wasted time, wasted effort. It's all going to work out in the end. Or not just in the end, like, in the present. It's all working out as we speak. Okay. Excuse me, I must cough. <coughs> okay. Romantic rejection. This is a big one. Not really for me, but in the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Well, okay. I'll just like say all the times I've never really, I've never had my heart broken. I used to get crushes very, very easily in middle school, high school. But then last year, I met Matthew, and then, like, we've been together for over a year, and I know that, like, I mean, I actually love him, so, and all the other crushes, even though I, maybe I thought I loved them, I didn't really, so, and I mean, me and Matthew are good, so, we're not worrying about that, but when, I think there was two big times in my life where I was rejected by a crush, and that made me sad, did not break my heart, even though I thought at the time, oh my gosh, my heart is broken, but looking back, no, it wasn't. And both times, I felt the same thing about, like, the academic stuff. I was like, oh, why wouldn't they want to date me? Like, because both gave me, like, kind of reasons that they would want to date me. Like, one was at camp when I was 14, and I, and, you know, like, we, like, we did what 14-year-olds who kind of like each other do, and I thought, like, wow, when I go back to school in the city, we're both from Toronto, we could, we could date. And then he was like, no, you're going to leave camp and 
for after first month I'm gonna say second month and I'm gonna find another girl to do what we did <laughs> so I was like ew anyway I was still had a crush on him back in the city even though obviously he didn't have a crush on me and how I got over that was honestly just time I realized that like I keep feeling I keep wishing like oh maybe he's gonna change his mind and realize he wanted to date me and honestly that just went away with time I didn't do any specific thing to get over with so it just went away with time so I think my advice for you if you're dealing with romantic rejection is to just realize how you feel not try to hide it away be like I am sad they made me so happy even if it's just a crush or someone you were dating for 10 years it's just you just have to realize remember the good times you had together but now it's over let the emotions sink in and maybe dissolve eventually not maybe they will dissolve eventually they 100% will and realize that if they don't like you they don't like you there's so many other people out there who do like you and who will make you happy maybe in a different way but they will make you happy so that's that and yeah so about reflecting on all that think about the reasons you're being rejected and if you want to keep pursuing it like socially are you being rejected because you there's a lot of miscommunication or because they don't value you and maybe that's the reason if you want to that's and after that analysis maybe then you decide if you actually want to try to not be rejected or to be rejected and then if academic professionally socially why did you get rejected is it just a random thing like I feel like college acceptances I mean I got accepted to Tufts and I didn't get accepted to other top schools I feel like I mean I don't know really why Tufts chose me and not another top school like even though I I mean I'm not reflecting on what I could have done to get better because I'm here now and even if I wasn't at a school like I really a really competitive school like Tufts I probably won't think about it because I know there's it's so random and I tried my best but I mean with a grade I mean I think you can get rejected from a no maybe not a grade like a internship why did I not get rejected or why did I get rejected do I not have the good grades enough should I try to should I study harder and think about that even though like don't beat yourself up about it everyone can't be perfect no one can be perfect then romantically I feel like if you get rejected try not to ruminate about it some people just have preferences well everyone has preferences and even if you are the perfect well no one's perfect but if you even are you're nice kind um smart funny pretty people will still um have preferences and that's fine don't try to you can always gr- you should always grow as a person and work on bettering yourself but don't try to change your whole personality for someone because there will be someone who loves you for you so there we go um i'm gonna take a sip of water but there's no stand for this microphone so sorry if the audio gets weird okay next on my list is rage so i feel like you can be mad at people other people situations and yourself okay being mad at yourself is more regret so i'm going to save that to other people for for, the, for later on 
but it's you can be mad at other people and other situations or situations that you're in and those are okay anger rage however you want to call it also sadness other like negative emotions and happiness too are catalysts for positive change like for example um rosa parks was mad at the situation that of the of a situation and discrimination that black people were experiencing and not being able to sit at the front of the bus so she was mad about that and sat at the front of the bus and the boycott happened and then um black people were able to sit at the front of the bus so anger can be catalyst for change and so it's it's great to be well not great to be i mean yeah it's it's anger is great in moderate amounts so i feel like it's okay to be angry when there's a possible change for there's possibility for change and i mean it's okay i mean it's okay to be mad at things that happened in the past if you're using it to better to better yourself or better other people like the world but just to be mad at something that happened in the past just to be mad at it is not productive like if i was still mad at eliza or elena whoever for um for treating me crappy and keep thinking about that there's no benefit to that if i was i mean i can be mad at it and use that to know how i don't want to treat people in the future and i'd be like but and that's fine but that's not being mad at them that's just like reflecting on what that reflecting on what they did to you and know that you don't want to do that to other people in the future that's not actively being like i'm so mad at them um and i feel like yeah there is an experience that i experienced experience i experienced with rage happened recently was not i mean i was there but it wasn't me who were the very very mad ones that were not being productive okay so this is like kind of a hot topic around campus right now so last tuesday we could go today there was a discussion um from two clubs were hosting it j street u at tufts and tufts friends of israel and they hosted people from an organization called Roots which is a non-political organization that is about discussion and for like making bonds with Palestinians and Israelis it's very um it's not about choosing sides just about real like the, the girl one of the girls who worked there said that she started it because she was worried her kids she grew up in the she didn't grow up she moved to the west bank and an israeli citizen and her kids grew up there and she didn't want her kids to be racist towards palestinians so she made this camp or made this organization and sent her kids to the camp there where israelis and palestinians could go to camp together and have peaceful and just like realizing that everyone is human and everyone deserve and everyone you know everyone is human right no matter what you're experiencing it's really important to be kind to everybody so basically, the organization is very peaceful. It's not choosing sides. I mean, and then from the at the talk, Israeli and a Palestinian were going to speak. So then, these people, these students came in. They disrupted the whole thing, and they we were cussing at 
the students who made the organization and the the speakers and they were yelling and saying terrible things like you piece of sh word you effing b word all this crazy stuff and you know what it's like fine to have it's good it's fu- it's good to have different opinions on every topic including this one and because it's important to have discussions and expand our point of views however to just come in here and like cuss at people that you don't even know who are who are advocating for peace and equality and understanding other people's sides is and I don't think it's it's not okay and they were so angry and you could see it and I think that disruption I mean it's not changing anything like it's good to protest what you believe in because it can can raise awareness be a catalyst for change but they were just yelling at people and cussing and it's not kind it's not making a difference a positive difference so I feel like in the future for you guys if you are mad about a situation about at a person it's okay to be mad about that and express your emotions but it's not okay to just be mean for no reason like if i'm mad at my friend for something if they said something mean i can say hey it really hurt my feelings when you said this because i feel this and you made me feel this and then they'll be like oh oh okay i i'm sorry i didn't mean that and that's fine but it's not okay to say like you effing b word you call me this blah 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 that's not okay so i feel like when you guys um so just just feel that like if there's you need to know when to to you need to know how to use your rage for for good things to improve your life or other people's lives not just to be mean because being mean or not to just be mad being mad just to be mad or to be mean is not productive not helpful and just makes everyone more upset and you also need to know when to let things go like it's good to use your mad for change but if you're just gonna be mad just to be mad just just let it go like for example the was talking about me being me being mad at eliza or elena whoever i i just let it go like there's a great quote i'm gonna tell you it now um this is from oh my gosh what's her name dr edith ever um oh my god i don't want to give you the wrong name let me just sorry oh my gosh wait i'm gonna search up i know it's dr edith egger egger dr edith egger okay there we go e-g-e-r egger so she is a holocaust survivor she went to auschwitz at at age 16 and then afterwards came to america and became a psychologist a clinical psychologist and helped thousands of people and here's a great quote from her about rage and all that stuff okay she says quote Take a piece of paper and a pencil and write down something that really affected your life that is holding you back to write down on that paper what you've experienced, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your childhood. Write down failures, things that didn't come out 
the way you planned it, the way you expected one thing and you get another, take that shovel and take it over to your backyard and start digging. We're going to bury it so it doesn't hold you hostage of the past. So, um, so let's, so that is extremely important. If something is holding you back, rage or regret, we're going to get to that a little bit in a little, we're going to get to regret soon. You have to know when to bury it, if it's holding you back, or when to use it for change. So think about it. If your rage can be used for positive change, you know, use it. But if it's holding you back, reflect on it, reflect how it makes you feel, journal about it, and then just put it away. Don't let it, don't keep thinking about it. Okay, so next, lastly, regret. Everybody has regret. I have regrets. I, I'll just share some of my regrets. Some of my regrets come from doubting myself and not putting myself out there. Like, for example, not asking for people's numbers. Like, there was this, I was um, coming back from Christmas break, and there was a girl sitting next to me at near the gate. And then I didn't recognize her, but she was like, oh, do you go to Tufts? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I recognize you. And I was like, oh, cool. And then we talked for a little bit. I was going to go on my plane, and her plane was going to be after my plane even though we're go- both going back to Boston and then in my brain I was like oh my gosh I should ask for her number we should be friends and then I I didn't I was like oh that's gonna be weird how am I gonna ask for that and then I just got on my plane and now I don't even remember her name so we're not friends but I feel like I should have and there's lots of at- opportunities I should have asked for people's numbers just to be friends or to ask people to lunch or something I'm very good at that now. I th- not very good, but I'm working on improving it now. But there's still lots of times I feel like I should have done something. Or even standing up for people. I I feel like I do stand up for people. And if someone is talking bad about someone else, I feel like I will say, well, what if we try to reframe it like this? But sometimes I don't do that because I'm worried other people are going to think, badly about me or they're gonna start talking badly about me so and I always want to be an upstander so I'm really really trying to be true to myself and if I see something bad that's going on to stand up for them and myself um because okay here's the thing embarrassment is less impactful than regret like I never I mean if you think about it like if I if I asked for that girl's number and she was like, oh, okay, here it is. And then she never responded to my text for lunch. That's a little, that's embarrassing, but I, it's not as bad as me thinking, oh, I could have made a friend. Like, she's a nice person. She reached out. She's like, oh my gosh, do you got a tell? like, that's a nice person. Someone I would want to be friends with. And I regret that more than if I was embarrassed. Um, so if you think something that you want to do, but you're worried about embarrassment, just think how you're going to feel if you don't do it and you regret it. So always try to, if you if you want to do something, do it. Don't worry about being embarrassed. Um, and if you feel like something you did was not nice, you really should apologize for it. 
and because that's one way to get over regret for example like i i am a kind person but like everyone i do do things that are mean sometimes and i don't mean to be mean but after i reflect on it i realize that was mean so i apologize i it's important to apologize because the people that you apologize to know that you're still their friend you still want the best for them and that you just made a mistake and not just apologize but also be mindful of your actions in the future so you don't repeat the same mistakes and also it's important to forgive yourself like you can't be thinking i make so much mistakes i'm such a bad person everyone makes mistakes and even you realizing it is an indicator that you're a good person and that you're trying to change and be your best self so yep a lot of stuff so reflect on the things that you haven't done like maybe also sometimes thumbs i forget like i regret i was on my phone and i could have been studying or doing some other things and it's important to learn from those things and do some actions that will help you not fall into the same mistakes like put time limits on your phone or a to-do list that's always apparent so you know all the things you could be doing and if you think think over and over again i'm such a terrible person i'm lazy blah 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 you're not there's this um there's this thing we learned about in social psych called um oh my gosh what's it called um hold on hold on the what's it called oh my gosh sorry it's the set not the central oh i'm thinking calculus the central limit theorem no it's not that it's um the the very important like one word is very important what's the word very important oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh okay anyway maybe it'll come to me i'm just going to describe it it's about when you overestimate this is mostly other people's you most you overestimate other people's internal values when it could be their external conditions that are happening like for example that are causing them to be that way like if for example you order fast food and they're like come on come on what do you want what do you want and you in your mind you might think oh they're very rude but maybe they are working an extra shift they want to get home they they see a long line they don't want other people to wait they, they don't want people to yell at them for slow service you know there's other and there's other factors that will that cause people to behave certain ways so you should always give people the benefit of the of the doubt and this 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 thing doesn't usually apply to other people usually people um think that they're that they're internal, that like other, that for positive things it's themselves, but for negative things it's the world or the situation. Like if you do positive well on a test, you think I am so smart. But if you do poor on a test, you don't think I am dumb. You think, oh, the teacher's bad or the test was bad. So even though this is mostly common, this can happen for yourself too, especially if you're very. I mean, if you're hard on yourself, I feel like it's very easy to be like, I'm a bad person, I'm lazy, blah, 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 blah. But you're not. It might be the situation. It might be that phones are just so addicting for so many people. 
if you're mean to someone, it might be like, you know what, you did not get a good sleep last night, and you heard bad things about these people, so you had the impression in their head that they're mean, even though from your own evidence, they're not. You just have to reflect on why you do certain things and try to change those things. And sometimes it ends in your brains. I mean, sometimes you are being mean just because you're being mean. And and if you realize that, I don't think that means you're, you're a mean person. You're just, you just made a mistake. So it's important to realize that and not be so hard on yourself. Forgive yourself and work towards positive change. Because if you make the same mistake over and over again, it's fine. Okay? Just try your best for next time. Excuse me. <coughs> okay. That was a lot of stuff. Um, I hope it was helpful for you. Um, thank you so much for listening. Remember to reflect on all your emotions. And all your emotions are good. Positive. Or not positive, but like helpful. So... Thanks for listening. Again, feel free to ask me any questions or give me comments. And just, you know, reflect on everything, on your actions, on other people's actions. Try to reframe things in your mind. Give people and yourself the benefit of the doubt. And use know when to use your emotions for positive change and know when to let them go. Okay. Chediranga out.